Well, hello. Hi. How are you? I am great. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm so good. I feel like I want to say something more like fun when you, when you ask how I am on the podcast. But I'm like I don't know, I'm just great, you know. I yeah, I feel that like there should be more to more excitement or something maybe yeah you know what surprised me about you Ooh, tell me that you don't use the hopper it really yeah I feel I've... like it's it's like as much as you travel hi guys welcome to the podcast sorry by the way I'm Hannah I'm Haley <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Earlier, we were talking, Haley and I were talking about booking flights for a trip, and I told her I used the Hopper, you know, the app, if you guys don't know, there's an app called Hopper. It literally has a little rabbit on it, and if you tell the Hopper where you want to go, the Hopper tells you either to book now or to wait, because for some magical reason, it knows when the price of flights are going to go up. Okay. So wait, let me ask a few follow-up questions though. Cause these were things that I was thinking about. Do you so, get an email? Do they tell you like, Hey, now book your flight? Yes. So as long as you keep, as, sorry, my Sadie's being really loud. Oh, Excuse me. So as long as you keep, I don't keep notifications on like anything on my phone. Mm-hmm. I just always check back in, but I check every day. Mm-hmm. on hopper but you can keep your notifications turned on too and it'll just tell you like you'll get an email and a notification that will say like book now flights will increase like by october 4th or something but it's kind mm-hmm. of nerve-wracking because like since i started using the hopper to book all my flights i only book one-way flights yeah and um and I sometimes wait till the last minute because the hopper tells me to wait. So that's like the move then, the one-way flight, because I should have used the hopper when we just booked Miami. We just booked Miami for Josh's birthday and in October. So we're going to Sedona like, what, the first week in October, and then I'm home for four days, and then I'm going to Miami. So October is basically just party-tober for you. It's going to be the best month ever and then I have no travel booked the rest of the year but I feel like that will also probably change um so I got an email from Southwest I think it was Monday or Tuesday morning that flights were like $59 which I was like okay cool. yeah so I go I'm booking three flights you know for me Chance and Josh and um I'm looking there was no direct flights into Miami. So we're actually flying into Fort Lauderdale, which is just like 20 miles North, I think. And so I'm on the phone with chance getting everything booked. And he's like, hold on, let me check American really quick. Cause he has an American airlines credit card. So, you know, and we usually either do American or Southwest. So he goes on American Hannah, our flights for all three of us were $1,800, which I just feel like what? is outlandish why and that's on american 
not on Southwest. No, 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 no. Southwest, eighteen hundred dollars. I thought that yeah. they were like fifty nine dollars or something. Wait, what? So th- that's like their selling point to get you to click, and it works every time for me. I anytime I get an email, I click and I book a flight. I, if oh, I don't have a trip, I I make a trip because the flight is allegedly so cheap, but it's not cheap. Like if you want the good flight, the nonstop, decent time flight, it's prime time. It's the most expensive one. So. I don't know how much it ended up being like per flight per person, but um, Chance checks. This is insane. Checks American Airlines. And he's like, oh, shit, book the Southwest right now. American Airlines is over $4,000 for the three of us. Holy moly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that's not like first class. That's like, well, actually, that might have been first class. He's kind of bougie. I don't know. That explains more. I need to ask him. I don't think it was. Or maybe it's like business class, you think? No, I don't think it was. I think it was the general flight, just point blank period. Yeah, I'll have to double check. I'll be able to confirm later. But I also uh, feel like October, like late October in Miami is like outside of the hurricane time frame and also still like super warm and luxurious. So that might just be like a hot spot. We went last year in October. Chance's birthday is in November. And we went at the end of October last year. Very, I think we decided to go Sunday and I booked for Wednesdays and we left and it was so, we had the best weekend. It was so much fun and we had amazing weather. So I do think um, October is a great time to go, like you said, but couldn't believe how expensive flights were. Yeah. My flight from Cincinnati to Reno, Lake Tahoe mm-hmm. was just outrageous. Sometimes I think too, like Cincinnati and Reno are like medium to small size airports too. So sometimes I think when you just like are in a smaller air- airport, it's just kind of shitty. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Southwest is trash. I used to love Southwest, but I feel like it's just become too gimmicky and like complicated and they actually kind of screw you. I hate Southwest so yeah, much. Yeah, I used I to hate love not it. Having a seat. I hate not having a seat. It drives me insane and it stresses me out so much. But my sister told me that they actually are more efficient at boarding their flights that way. It's like th- they're 30% faster than normal boarding because they don't have seats. I lo- I mean, I love flying Southwest, but just like, I feel like the pricing strategy has really like, oh, whatever, yeah, totally whatever they're doing. Um, Allegiant is, is actually, I have a, like a lot of luck with them because um, they're so cheap, but you have to like constantly check back in with Allegiant because like their uh-huh. stuff turns over so quick or like they'll just have, they'll add an extra flight quickly. Um, yeah. But I, I. I really don't care, honestly, just as long as – I mean, I have my preferences, obviously. Like, I'd want to fly Delta everywhere. But American's fine. I I will not fly United. I don't know Me why. I just won't. either. I will not fly. I'll fly – yeah, Delta. I like Delta. Um, but I just always find myself either booking Southwest or American. Um, but United, I will, like, walk there before I'll get on a United flight. I sat on a runway in Houston, Texas for – almost four hours on a delayed United flight one time that they did not um, de like board us. Um. And it was, it, it was not a good experience. So I've never, ever booked ever again through them. Um, but the oh. hopper, the hopper is 
Is it the hopper or it's just hopper? It's just like, hopper. I just call you it the call hopper. it the hopper. Yeah. I kind of like that you call it the hopper, it's... but I just needed clarification. Yeah, it's kind of like how I call my baby my baby. Like I just like at, I just call things what they aren't. Yeah, um, I like that. Hopper's nice too. The hopper's nice too because she will also they have it's all it's all gimmick it's all like smoke and mirrors but they do give you like a little um if you book continue to book through them they you know it's like anything else they will give you like not cash back but they will give you like other discounts it's kind of weird and it is user funded supposedly because at the end of booking you have a an option to like tip kind of the app which I never do because I just don't um but I'm sure some people do yeah I just don't trust enough I'm like yeah right this is just some corporate thing and nobody needs tipped but unless it's like an individual I don't tip ever yeah um but yeah hopper's good I booked uh hotels through them before too and that's okay but I just prefer flights so wait do you also book though like because I even if I use like Expedia or whatever like to find the best price I've never used Hopper but I have used like Expedia um I still go book directly through the airline because if you book third party you're the first person to get kicked if they oversell the flight so did not know that good to know I used to use booking the app it's just called booking yeah um now I am full blown hopper, but I didn't know that. So that's good to know. So when it tells me that there's like an Allegiant flight, whatever the number is, I need to go on Allegiant's website and then buy the flight from there. Yeah. That's what I always did. If I used like a third party, I would find because it just gives you the cheapest flight and I would just find it. And then I would go to their website and look up the day and that flight time. So it just kind of saves you from like, you get the best. You don't have to go to everybody's individual website. Okay. Good to know. But um, also, if you – so, like, say today you're like, I'm going to book my return flight home. And maybe you, you start looking now, but then you get distracted, and then you go look later, then you go look later. If you search too many times on the same browser, the flights will go up. Oh, I do know that, actually. Okay. My, best, okay. my best friend, Taryn, has told me that, that, like – that it hold that your internet browser like holds your information and will like yeah play games on you such a scam when you think about it it's this is such a scam about it but whatever it's such a scam i have decided that i no longer want to spend money on christmas items that end up in my garage that i donate yeah so i'm taking my entire family and my mom and my best friend to new york city for christmas this year how i said i'm taking like i'm like like freaking madonna and i'm like gifting everyone this trip like everyone's paying obviously everyone's like pitching in um that sounded really baller though yeah yeah i should have just kept it at that you should have i mean i put everything on my card so i mean technically (laughs) um but we found an airbnb in new york city on the lower east side that fit all of us it's like walks right out onto the street so there's no stairs for my mom not that my mom's elderly but I don't want to have to mess with stairs with her and the baby and stuff yeah um and I said Merry New York Christmas because this is what we're doing yeah we're gonna be gone over the holiday so we will get back 
on the 23rd. So we'll still get back in time to have like Christmas Eve with my sister and um, my mom has her like best friend here that she wants to spend Christmas Eve with. And yeah. So I love that. Yeah. But we'll be there like the week going up until Christmas. Have you ever done holidays in New York? I have not. My best friend, Taryn, who's going with us, um, she has only ever, she's been to New York a ton and she's only ever gone in November, December, and January. So she like knows. She's like, Candy, I've never been to New York like any other season. Like there's no point. So funny. I know. I love New York over the holiday. You guys are going to have a really magical time. I've heard it was, it's just something that is spectacular in its own way so um yolo i love that for you guys yeah in that way you know like i think we get so caught up in just like making christmas about at least in my family just like living christmas the poor way which is what what i've started calling it which is where you just like blow a bunch of money you probably don't have anyways on a bunch of silly gifts for people that are just going to not use them or not care yeah and Like, that's such, like, a, like, Derek and I both grew up with not that much money at all. Like, our families didn't have money in any way. And both of our families, like, just went, like, full everything on Christmas. And it's so silly looking back. Like, these poor people were literally spending every dime they had on kids that, didn't know or care Mm -hmm. and that's like not smart and Derek and I aren't I mean we're in a way better financial situation than either one of our parents but like it's kind of I don't know I'm just like I'm so over it yeah I I feel the same way we really over the last few years have shifted how our family does Christmas as well and I love it and even with Ava um we I try to always give her like one big, decently big gift and then an experience. And she usually gets to choose or whatever, but we used to buy gifts for everyone. And then it's like with everybody's significant others and it's just such a stressful thing. And like, I don't want somebody to be buying me something that, like you said, I don't need, um, if I'm at the point in my life, if I want something, I buy it for myself. So my favorite gifts are sentimental, um, last year we did a book exchange, which was really fun. Oh, I love that. And maybe that was two years ago. And then this last year we did just like a gift exchange. So we drew all drew names, like even my parents were in it. So we all weren't buying each other, um, you know, stuff that we're just not going to use. Cause I feel the same way. And I'm more of an experienced person anyway. Um, I would prefer to buy my own gifts and then have an experience with you, you know? 10 out of 10, Haley, yes. And I think if there's one thing I can truly gift to not only my kids, but my family, it's the gift of like travel, of um, just experiencing different places and not just like cheesy travel. Like we would sometimes travel when I was younger and like, I can't tell you how many times we went to Myrtle Beach and I am so thankful for like the things my parents did right. But like going to the same space a lot Mm. especially like cheesy places like that is just to me right now my life it's just not where it's at like I just and no shade on people that do that like 
it's not like Myrtle Beach isn't fun, but you right. know what I mean? I would rather like, you just can't beat New York City. And I think, I think New York shows people something that they didn't know they were missing in a way that you don't know you're missing it until you get there. I mean, you were the first one to take me to New York and I was like, oh, I get it now. And Wait, you don't get I it was? before you go. I yeah. It. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What an honor. I mean, my friend Shauna was the first one to go to New York with me and it was amazing. She was like the best person to go with. So I'm happy that I could be that for you. It was truly a gift, but like, it's like, it's like trying to fall in love with someone you've never met. You can't actually fall in love with them until you meet them. And I feel like everyone, I've never met anyone that's like, New York is a piece of crap. I wish I hadn't have gone. Like, it is so uniquely who it is and what it is. Mm-hmm. But like, you don't understand it until you go there. Yeah, it has its own like, charm. And oh, it's one of my favorite cities in the entire world. I love it so much. Yeah, after you took me, I I just became more and more in love. And then I dream about it. I haven't been to New York since I was there with you. And I used to go every year, multiple times a year. It, yeah, and that's the thing. From my house, it's like under, it's like an hour and 45 minute direct flight. Yep. It's so easy and fast. Yeah. And uh, my son has been asking me about it like over the last year or so. And so I was like, you know what? I heard it's very magical during Christmas. Let's go. There's actually an entire Instagram that has like 250,000 followers or something crazy. And it's literally just called my New York Christmas or, or my Christmas New York city or something like that. It's all year long. All they do is post about the things to do that no coming year for Christmas time in New York. Fun. Yeah. So that- I am so far up that instagram accounts but it's not even funny yeah they're gonna have the best experience i'm so excited for you guys i know i'm my best friend actually just bullied me into doing we were talking on the phone one morning and she was like well this airbnb is perfect so like i'll just wait while you put in your credit card information i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh kind of like how i just made you buy that blazer literally Haley, guys I've never been, besides this New York City trip, which is almost as much as the blazer, (laughs) I have never had anyone so forcefully bullied. And I kind of like, I kind of like that feeling because it's like, I I like big, I like strong energy like that. Like, like, um, not dominating, but kind of alpha energy. Haley literally was sitting next to me. This last weekend, we were at an energy retreat, which we will eventually get around to. But I was talking about this blazer I had tried on last time we were together. We had brunch and drinks, and we were tipsy shopping. Which is the best shopping. The best. For Haley's birthday, we were having brunch, went shopping, and there was this blazer. It was beautiful. It was like a kind of off-white um it's actually here. I think when I pulled up, I had to like run inside and get stuff done, but there was like five boxes in my house and I'm pretty sure it's in one of those. But anyways, I tried this blazer on, it was $500. I was like, it's beautiful, but pass. Haley's boyfriend Chance was like, that looks really sharp. Actually, that looks really nice. And I was like, thanks. It feels good. I put it back. Could not stop thinking about it for like weeks. 
Like I was like, dang, that blazer was sweet. Even looked it up online. All I could find was extra small and I needed a medium. Haley is sitting next to me and she's like, oh, I found a medium right here. Sends me the link and then literally is breathing down my neck until I bought it. I was like, she like got up and walked away. I was like, did you hit like check out now or like add to back? Like, where are we at in this process? Like, <laughs> go get your credit card. Like, let me watch you put it in. I need your shipping confirmation. Yeah, I like walked away at one point and you're like, did you get it? Where are you going? And I was like, okay. Like, leave me alone. But like, also, thank you. No, because I've had things like that where I didn't get it because I was trying to be a responsible, reasonable human being. And then I walked away and then you do, you don't stop thinking about it. And then you're just in full regret mode. Hannah, you are going to get so much use out of that blazer and I'm so excited for the things that are going to come from that blazer. So it it was a must-have purchase, and I'm so glad you didn't miss the boat on it. I'm so, so excited to wear this blazer. I'm so grateful for you because this is also a perfect example, Haley, of who you surround yourself with matters because that blazer, yes, it's a $500 blazer. Yes, I, I will wear it. Uh, yes, it's beautiful and it fits me great. But also that, that blazer opens a door to, for lack of a better word, manifest a different me that I can be while I wear that blazer. Like I have to almost think of, of new roles or new kind of people I'm going to be or take on while I'm wearing this blazer. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I think some people are going to hear that and be like, what in the actual hell are you talking about? So I think we kind of need to elaborate a little bit. Okay. Um, so there's, I feel like we have so much to talk about. Um, so I'm, I'm looking into kind of taking on a different role in my work and which, which would ask of me to like, kind of look a certain way, just more professional. You know what I mean? Not like, uh-huh. not like myself, but you know, just to kind of like spice it up a little bit in the bougie area. And yeah. I feel like that blazer fits that version of me so well that I don't know if I could have actually worked towards being that version of me without that blazer. Does that make sense more? I think that 100% makes so much sense. Yeah. Also, it's like, if you think about it, that's just, like, where my prices are right now, that's just a two-row move-up. Like, it's not like that's literally crushing my budget or I'm not going to be able to – obviously, if that was an irresponsible move on my part, I wouldn't have done it. But, like, that is – that $500 I will get – I will get every day while I work. And, like, that blazer will serve me more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do know what you mean. And I'm very much here for it. I'm so yeah. excited about it. You have to send me a picture when we're done. I, right? I cannot wait. I'm going to be texting you aggressively until I get it. Um. Well, you'll probably get it today. Like I said, I'm pretty sure she arrived. So I got the blazer. And um, do you want to talk about the the energy? Why do I keep saying fall energy retreat? Is that what it was called? I think so. I think that's okay. what the Marco Polo group was called. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, what? It's not even fall yet, A, technically. But B, I was like, where am I getting fall from? But yeah, you're right. Our our conversation app is called Marco Polo. 
which most people don't know about. Yeah, it's the best. Um, it's just like a little app you can get where you like record your face talking and you can make different groups and just kind of stay updated yeah. with the group that way. Um, how, talk, tell me about like your um, fall energy retreat experience. Well, I think I like I have to start it with like Kristen. So our friend Kristen has been we've met Kristen through extension training like five years ago. And she is one of the most radiant. She's sunshine in a room like she walks into the room and the room is brighter because she is in it. And it's contagious. You just, she's one of those people you look at her and you're like, what is it about you? And how, how do I get some of that? And so over, I would say what the last two, two and a half years specifically, we have gotten super, super close with Kristen. Um, Kristen is an energy coach, a Reiki master. Um, what other amazing things does she do? She's a salonner, but she's like kind of, she's stepping out of that space. She's kind of starting a whole new journey for herself. She's, uh, she's a a phenomenal educator. She's done education for, did you already say that? I'm sorry. No, I didn't say it. Okay. Okay. I was like, there's such a list for Kristen. Um, she did education for Euphora for a long time and currently still does education for air, I believe. Um, or maybe she's still with Euphora. I don't remember. But she is, like, grade A, knows her shit when it comes to um, getting an idea across with a group in, like, a – not, like, a classroom-type setting, but in a a group setting. She's really, really great at education. Yeah, I agree. Um, And so we've just grown way closer with her – over the last few years, COVID actually kind of brought us together um, in a really big, powerful way. And then individually on our own, we have, Hannah and I have both been working with Kristen on <laughs> some of our deeply ingrained issues and, um, and things that, sh- that we've, we've been going through. And when I tell you that Kristen has genuinely helped me change my life, it's not an exaggeration. It's, I could cry talking about it. Like she has just really helped me work through not just things that I didn't necessarily know where like those deep issues, the deep like trauma and some of them are even kind of silly, right? Like, but things that have held me back. Um, but she's also just helped with my own self-awareness and, um, you know, I don't, I don't even know if I'm doing justice with describing her, but she really has helped me change my life. And, um, so she hosted an energy retreat this weekend And it was everything that I didn't know I wanted or needed. I didn't know what to expect. Um, She's my friend. So like I will support her and I would follow her blindly off a cliff. Like she is one of those few people I genuinely would. Um, She wouldn't lead you off of a cliff, but (laughs) I, one of the things that 
I took away the most. Um, I don't go into experiences often. Um, this is probably rude. Like I'm, I'm not like a new friends kind of person. I am very friendly and I'm very outgoing. Um, but as far as like actual genuine friendships, it takes me a very, very long time to make friends, um, or to let, I should say, let people close enough to be, for me to consider them a friend. Um, and one of the things that I just really loved that Kristen was able to curate this weekend, I genuinely felt like I was leaving with more friends than I walked into that room with. And I was already pretty good friends with a lot of people in the room. Um, but the ones that I wasn't, some of them were perfect strangers. Some of them were, you know, women that I've known, um, through the years, just through hair, but, um, she curated an experience that allowed so much vulnerability and support. And it was, it just was really incredible. Um, and so I just appreciated that she was able to do that. And I'm like, kind of walking away, like, man, like, did I just make some, like, some more friends that are genuinely, I'm going to keep in contact with, I'm going to touch base with, like, because I feel like I kind of did. And I don't walk away from experiences in, in a short amount of time like that, feeling that way. That's a really, really good point. I, in the most positive way, Haley, you are stingy with your time in the most positive way. So I think that from what I can see, you don't like wasting time and you don't like, like dicking around with things that are stupid. So you're not stingy with your time. I don't know how, how else to describe it, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's not a bad way to put it because I, I I really am. I think, but I I think that's, what's one of the, the not, I mean, that's a really positive attribute though, because a lot of people, should be stingier with their time because yeah. time is the biggest, most valuable thing, you know, 100%. Um, and I didn't even think about, I'm someone who, who makes friends very easily, mm-hmm. but doesn't like, I'll be friends with anybody, but that does, sometimes on the other end, people get more excited about it than I intend for them to be because I'm like I can be so friendly but I definitely feel you on the actual real connection that we had with these women because uh Kristen made that possible you know like she really really made a space and a like a course um that nurtured connection and like authenticity and just like being yourself. Um, and what's so interesting too is energy work is all very personal and it's it's yours. So yeah. like the work that you were doing was on you. The work that, you know, your sister was doing was on her. The work I was doing was on me. Like everybody's in their own head literally the whole time. Yeah. But because, because it's not a relationship type centered like personal it's like a personal growth thing so it's it's about you you would maybe think like that sounds kind of isolating but it's actually really connecting because because we're all in our own lane and I think that helps you know 
Yeah, I agree. And there's really nothing else to do but be honest with yourself when the only thing you're facing is yourself. And I think that's what um, energy work has taught me so much too is that, yeah, it's just so, I mean, Kristen's changed my life too. Like I could go on forever about this. Um, More importantly, she's changed my life in a way that I am actually a different person for the people in my life. Uh So it like reaches beyond just me and my personal growth and development and how that will affect my business or whatever. But like my kids, all three of them are different. Yeah. And like, that's, that's wild. And it's hard to even describe like, I'm I, Haley and I aren't trying to be like mysterious or like weird about what energy work is, but it's like literally hard to describe exactly what it is. I feel like, yeah, and I agree. And I I don't necessarily like I don't want to do it a disservice trying to elaborate too much. Like, to right? Me, if you if this is something you're interested in, like if you are in a position where you're struggling or you're unhappy or you feel like your life is out of control. Um, I, it's something I would encourage you to look into and to start exploring. Um, I was so, (laughs) I'm not a woo woo person at all. And well, I guess maybe now I am, but I, I always kind of looked at that, that sort of stuff, like not dismissively by any means, but just like I didn't understand it. So it wasn't really something I was ever going to be into. But again, like when you meet Kristen, you get close with Kristen, you're just like, how, how can I like, how can I get that? Like, or, or how can you help me? I don't know. Like it was, there were a few things that I really was needing to work through. And I called her and I was like, I am at a point right now where I either need to see a therapist and I'm not saying like, if you need therapy, go to therapy. But like the things that I was needing some insight on, like, I just, I've, I've been to therapy. I don't, and I didn't feel pulled in that direction. So I call Kristen. I'm like, I just, I'm either at a point where I need therapy. And if this is something that's outside of like what you can help me with, I'm fine going down the therapist route. But like, I just, I feel like you could help me with it. And she's like, absolutely. And so it, I don't know. I'm so happy that that was the route that I've taken. Um, Again, because I just, I've learned so much, but it was, I had to experience it with her for myself to even fully understand it. And I think it even took me a couple of months to really fully start understanding it. Yeah. I'm glad that, you kind of like put it out there that like, I don't think it's for us to describe because I think, I think it can be different for every single person. And it, you know, the basic like the basic thing is it is personal development. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think my experience with, with this energy work too, is I'm not woo woo either. Honestly, Kristen's not even woo woo. Like, and woo woo meaning like which year, like, um, like gypsy, like all the corny things you think of with like tarot cards and all that stuff. Like that's not, that's not my experience at all. 
Yeah. I, I think that they're, you know, there's stereotypes for everything. And yeah. I think, I think a lot of energy work probably does fit under that stereotype, but like not the shit that Kristen does because it's just, it's not, it's, it's, that's not what it is. You know, like, yeah, there's crystals. Yes. You know, there's meditation and stuff, but it's, it is truly de- development of the self. Yes. Um, Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And I, th- I think what's neat about Kristen's program too, is that, and you and I did it twice. Actually, we did the like online course twice, which mm-hmm. is like her, her kind of pre retreat course that you do before you actually go on the trip. Um, and I, I got a lot out of it both times, but I think the main thing that I take away from energy work is like what she taught me gave me my power back. Like it, not back, I guess it allowed me to see my own power and my own. Mm, I love that. My own self as all my strengths instead of all my weaknesses. It shifted your focus. You started looking at yourself through a different lens. Absolutely. Because I'm like, you can focus on either. You know, it truly doesn't matter because everyone has weaknesses and strengths. And it's not like I, I she taught me to ignore my weaknesses. It's like, no, I was already really good at hanging on to those. So, like, I didn't need that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. needed to find a way to really love myself and to become confident. And like, that is literally, I don't know if I could have done that in therapy. Like, I don't, I can't think of any other, I've been in counseling forever and ever, um, throughout my life. And I don't, that, that was never the focus. Like the personal power was never the focus in therapy or counseling for me. Yeah. I agree. It's just me either. And I don't know if it was like, my therapist that I've seen or what but I don't know I think I definitely though I do think therapy has its like time and place and I honestly sure. think energy work and therapy can go hand in hand um but I feel in comparison to the therapy that I have done and the energy work that I have done I would lean more towards energy work over therapy any day yeah especially personally yeah I think I think so too especially as an adult um as a child I think counseling is really really valuable because you don't I didn't quite have a grasp over I just wasn't self-aware enough as as a kid to understand like Mm. how I was drawing conclusions about the things that I had experienced and all that kind of stuff um I don't know and it's not like we went to this retreat and we came home. We're like, wow, our lives are perfect. Nothing's going wrong. It's like, no, the world is always going to be the world and you'll always go to work and have, uh, you know, a client be kind of cray cray one day or something. You know, it's not, it's not like all of a sudden life is just butterflies and rainbows, but it, it, to me, it does make the things that aren't amazing like the kind of shitty parts of life not so shitty it it makes it more digestible because you're like I can see things on a bigger scale in ways I agree and you're yeah you just look at it very differently I think 
yeah, even me booking this trip to New York, it's like, I, I know myself so much better now. Like I know what I, I value. I know it's okay to make decisions like that where in the past, you know, I would have gone back and forth and would have second guessed myself or been critical about anything. And I'm like, no, this is what I want. This is what we're doing. Um, you know, this is what I choose. And also if I'm wrong, it's okay. Cause I'm human and people make mistakes. You know, it's like yeah. fine. Well, I think, I think getting your power back was a perfect way of saying that. Um, and just more trusting yourself. Right. I think that's a huge part of, of it. Trusting what you actually know or want. We, for whatever reason are at least mine for years was if I get a gut instinct, push it down. If I get a certain feeling like, Oh, you have to ignore it. Or it's not actually that way where those are the things that I've really started leaning into. And it's been incredible. And I think working with Kristen has really helped me to see and understand that. Yeah. I mean, even I know you'll you'll understand this too, and I think anybody listening will too. Even um, you know the times at work we have where like we get tempted to emotionally discount, like when we're checking a client out. Like everybody has those days where you're like, for whatever reason, you feel like you didn't put a hundred percent into their color, or whatever. Um, and times like that, that's when I think this kind of work really like kicks in too, because it's like, regardless of whatever, like you can't, you can't discount or discredit yourself just because maybe for 30 minutes of the highlight, you were like, you know, daydreaming about something or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, no, your value is your value. And Someone doesn't just get to take away from that just because they're complaining or whatever about something. Does that make sense? Like it's, it's touch, it's helped me in a money mindset type of way too, because I'm like, I, I am valuable. Like I know things like I, it's okay for me to say like, this is what it is, or this price is what it is Yeah. on a different level Yeah. than before. Yeah. No, that, that makes perfect sense. I think that's where like a lot of um, stylists or just business owners or um, I don't, anybody who has to kind of like set their own pricing really struggles too is like more, more than charging what they're charging and that being scary. Like it's so much of a deeper thing inside of us when we're scared to have like conversations around money or to charge a certain price. Yes. And I think that's, that's the thing that we get lost on. Right. So we, Hey, like, how do I change my pricing? Like, I don't understand how to price my services. I don't understand X, Y, Z. You can not, you can fully understand pricing, how to price your service and know exactly what you need to do to raise those prices or to not emotionally 
to not emotionally discount yourself. But if you haven't done the inner hard personal work, and I feel like we've talked about this multiple times specifically recently, but if you haven't done that kind of work, it doesn't matter if you know what to do. It doesn't matter if you're not going to do it. You have to always, there's always a deeper meaning, right? So let's take showing up on social media for an example. You can have the perfect game plan. You can have the perfect Instagram strategy that is going to bring in your dream ideal clients. But if you aren't posting, if you are not showing up and, well, I'm just scared. Well, I'm just nervous. I I can't do it. Like I just get in my own head. Whatever that whatever there's a reason behind why you're not doing it, there's a deeper reason to doing it, especially if you have all of the tools. And that's where you have to take a really hard look in the mirror at yourself of, okay, why? You have the strategy, you know the the plan of action to take, but you're still not doing it. What is the reason why? But we live our lives in fast forward and in such fast motion that if we don't pause to notice those things, like we just keep cruising forward, you're never going to get to the bottom of it. You're never going to make an actual change. It's not until you pause, slow down, start living intentionally, dissecting things a little bit more, looking deeper into yourself, your surroundings, who you're surrounded, you're surrounding yourself with. Like you have to look at all of those things before any of it is going to fall in together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. I I think a lot of times stylists want this, especially extension stylists, they get to a certain point where they want this dream life or they want to have a dream car or they want a dream house. But that if you if you gave that all to them, they literally wouldn't know what to do with it mm-hmm. Be, because you can't just – you have to figure out how to act and how to – not act, I guess. You have to figure out who you are and do, like, the hard work with, like, the deep, dark, scary parts of you, I think, before you can level up at, as someone who – wasn't born into your dream life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people are, are born into families. Where they're, they're, so you're fine. A lot of people are born into families where, you know, they have everything at their disposal. And, but like, I don't think that's most of us, you know, I think right. most of us have these things that we all strive for and all work towards and think that everything would be better or in alignment if we had those things and that's just not true. Like yeah. we, we are going to align ourselves if we do the work of aligning ourselves. Like that's how you, that's how you get, like, that's how you get kind of your dream life is if you, if you set yourself up to be like the dream version of you, but like all those other things, like the car, the house, all that wouldn't matter if you still are just like lost in life or if you still have, you know, deep wounds that, that, um, make you angry at the world or whatever, you know? Right. Well, I mean, you have to think, Han, like, I know the saying, like, money doesn't buy happiness. And I think it's like, 
it's a little true and it's a little false because so true. Yes, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, you're not going to, you aren't going to be happier with more money. However, money does remove struggle a lot of times, right? Right. It removes, um, like you live a different life when you're not worried about how you're going to pay your mortgage, you know, next month. Like if you're not, if you, when you're not living paycheck to paycheck, it genuinely does change your life. And I think that brings a sense of security and happiness. So I think there's like that level. However, I mean, you take a look at Hollywood, at, you know, all of these people, they have the rich, they have the fame, but a lot of them are miserable, right? Or at least that's how it seems to me. You never know, I guess. But I think a lot of it has to do with, it's all like a mask. It's all a facade. Like until you're diving into, like you said, the hard stuff, um, that there's a reason like no amount of purchasing anything, no amount of hitting your next financial goal. Yeah. It's going to fulfill that goal oriented side of you, the accomplishment side of you, but it's not going to make you happy and, or it's not going to necessarily like fulfill you. And, um, I don't know. I, I think I, I don't know if I thought that that was the case. I've always heard that, right? Like money can't buy happiness and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, when you start living a more comfortable lifestyle, you're like, well, I'm pretty happy, right? But then you still find yourself seeking things or it take it, you start looking at things differently. Like, well, this thing continues to show up in my life or this continues to be a struggle for me. Like, well, why is that, Right because I had this same experience when I didn't have any money versus now when I do have some money. So what is the cause of that? How do I get to the bottom of that? Um, I think it's just one of the best things you can do for yourself is just to be incredibly self-aware. But a lot of us don't have that self-awareness. Because it's, I think it's really, really, really hard. And it's really, once you take it on, it's really scary too, because you're like, not only do you start to see things that you are kind of embarrassed because you're like, Oh, I bet other people see this too. Well, yeah, duh. Other people certainly see it. But like also you can't run away from it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can't Uh, run away from you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is the number one thing that kind of started me on this whole, like my whole journey into everything that Kristen's ever taught me, like the thing that really hooked me in was when I realized, I don't know if it was in conversation with Kristen or just, um, after talking to her or something, but I realized like my happiness is completely my job. It's, I'm not like a victim in a way where like I can blame anyone else because like no one's in charge of my happiness, but me. And it's kind of a relief too. Once you realize that, because then you realize like, Oh, me as Hannah, like I'm not in charge of anyone else's happiness. So like if, if I, even if I say something shitty to someone or if I, if, even if I was like mean and told my husband, like, you're terrible. I hate you. You're a terrible husband. Like he can do with that, whatever he wants, he gets to decide. And that it, it's not, he can't blame me for being unhappy because it's like, wait, number one, if my happiness is my job, like 
I need to get the people, things, experiences, et cetera, out of my life that are negative because like I have to protect my happiness mm-hmm. and I have to actively work, work for it and work towards it. It's not something that is just given to us. No. And I think it's just, it's personal accountability as well, right? Like you are responsible for you and your life and, you know, things happen, they can happen to you, they can happen for you, but it's, what do you do with them? You know, how do you, there are things that are out of our control, but it's like, how do you respond to them? Because those are choices and those choices can play a big role on quote unquote happiness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think too, once you realize like, I mean, it really is just all how you think about things and like no one ever gets out of life or this year or this month or this week or whatever without without some sort of pain, suffering, shitty thing happening to them. Like every single day there is a car crash that happens and some days your card's pulled. Like literally it's just like that's the way the world is. You know what I mean? Like it's not mm-hmm. – no one escapes – negative things happening. Right. But like there are people who definitely can spin it different and can make um make their focus not be those negative things. And that's like definitely what I kind of work towards is and people but people that are really good at it make it look easy. You know, yeah. when you really see someone that's like like truly happy. I don't know why I think of this. <laughs> this might be so cheesy. But like Darius Rucker or Darius Rucker, whatever his name is, the the like country singer who used yeah. to be the lead singer of Hootie and the Bluefish. He anything I've ever seen him do, like any interview, anything, he always just seems genuinely like upbeat, joyous, happy, and like enjoying himself. And I'm like, he makes it look easy because it mm-hmm. He ha- think about how much a celebrity or you know a famous singer has on their plate. Like he's juggling a million different things, yet he still prioritizes being positive. And like anyone can do that. Yeah. But you know when you first start something new, if that's not how you naturally are inclined to to be, it feels like more work because it is. But like eventually, you know, it becomes. I think, you know, for him, it became who who he is, but I think it can be a habit that we like all kind of just get into the routine of doing if we do it enough. Yeah. But it's a choice. Like I I think I, sorry. No, it is. It, it, I, I'm just agreeing with you. It's a hundred percent a choice. You get to choose every day how you want every, your day to be how you want your life to be you know yeah and I think we I I just feel like I went through a lot of my life like not necessarily thinking that I was like almost like a zombie just like I was that person that life life happened to right like I just would get up every day I'd go to work I'd come home and that was that and it was monotonous and I wasn't unhappy but I always wondered like is this it for me like is this is this the peak of my life? And I remember thinking of it like that. Like, I don't think so. Like, I don't think this is all I'm meant to do. And 
I didn't make any huge changes in my life. I guess I did. I It was shortly after that I started my business, but I still, it wasn't an intentional thought yet. Like I still wasn't aware of how powerful your mindset is, your thoughts, your, the things you tell yourself. Um, and so I just, I, I did, I felt like I was like just walking around, like wandering and kind of bumping into stuff and like, almost like your vacuum, right? You know, your little like audible goes and <laughs> it just vacuums stuff in its way. And then it will like bump into a wall and then it like reroutes and reconfigures. Like I was living my life like that, like just kind of blindly wandering and if something would bump and okay I'll go the different way but I I wasn't steering the ship life was but you can you can change that at any time and at any moment and do I have phases where my life kind of goes back on to autopilot sure but my autopilot now looks so different than it used to look yeah, that was a great analogy, too, with the Roomba. Thank you. I know you really love, like, a good analogy, so I felt like I just channeled my inner Hannah right there. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Great job. Thank you. I, yeah, I, I, I'm a very visual person. Um, you're right. I mean, it's I, – I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again. But I do think, as applied to hairstylists or, you know, business owners – you do get to a point where, you, you know, hopefully you've had some success and that was really thrilling. But just like any relationship, I think our relationship with our business does get kind of stale or stagnant or just, you know, kind of like you said, you're just on autopilot. And you do start to kind of lose the joy in what you're <laughs> doing, whatever your business is. Um, gosh, and that's such a scary feeling, too, especially when you've built something from the ground up as your own business. And I really think that what starts to get stale is that like you've juiced as much out of, of the joy of starting a business and having a little success. Like you've juiced that for all it is. And for me, like when I started feeling like that, as soon as I started doing personal like development and work, I started feeling massive amounts of joy again because, because my business couldn't grow beyond who I had grown into. So it was like until yeah. I, I did more work on myself and really like dug deeper and cracked things open that like I was putting off or didn't want to deal with, I couldn't grow anymore in my business or have any more success because like that phase was over, you know? Hannah, that, that was so beautifully said. Like you at that point had taken your business as far as it could go. And in order for your business to grow anymore, you had to grow and you had to become, you had to level up. Yeah. Like you were at your capacity for your business. You and your business were at the capacity for who you were. And we all have that. We all have that moment in time. Um, I don't want to cut you off, but I do have no. a story. Like, um, I don't even know if it's a story, but I had a huge self-discovery for myself, actually, because I've been in in an interesting space over the last year. Um, you know, my extension business is 
crushing it. My That business is a well-oiled machine. I don't have to put much thought into not only what I'm doing behind the chair, but into my marketing to new clients. Um, I'm not heavily marketing into new clients, but I still get inquiries. So at any given time, I could pull from a hat and have new clients at my fingertips, which is a really amazing space to be in. But that's not also not where I want to focus most of my time. Um, I have really found a lot of joy helping other stylists build their extension businesses. Um, but one of the things that I found myself in, you know, I just finished a couple of rounds of coaching and I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I was kind of in this funk and then I was finding myself a little bit in a funk with like even hair, like just life in general. And, but then on the flip side, my sister and I have this drink company that we're starting and we have a very, 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 very large vision for it. And maybe and some of it could be very naive, but, um, we see this being a very, very big thing. And I found myself almost throwing a temper tantrum in my life because that big vision wasn't where I wanted it to be yet. And so because I had this long, big vision that is probably realistically five to 10 years away for me, I was frozen in every other aspect of my life and I was annoyed about it. I wasn't making any moves because I just have this long-term goal that this big thing I want to accomplish. And so I just kind of paused. And at first, I wouldn't even say pause. It was kind of a freeze for a second. But I really started, this was when I started leaning in to my work with Kristen, um, I started really leaning into my business coach and for probably the last really year. And I just had, I think it was about three months ago. I really hit maybe even two, I don't know that groundbreaking. Like I had to have that self-discovery of calling myself out. Like you are a spoiled brat. You've gotten so comfortable in your life, in what you've already built. And now you're just wanting this next thing to just fall into your lap, but you're not ready for this next thing. Like you're throwing a temper tantrum because you're not there. Like, but what have you been doing over this last year? And thank God I was working on myself in the meantime. Like I wasn't frozen in that area because I didn't know what I wanted to do in business. So I started diving into myself personally but now reflecting back and like, thank God, because now, like even six months ago, I wouldn't have been ready for the things that I'm pushing for and starting to do now. And it's going to be the same thing in six months. Like the version of me who started throwing the temper tantrum is not ready to be the person running this drink company that I eventually see. You know what I mean, Hannah? So yeah. it, it yeah. took like, I almost had to like, it was almost a punch to myself in the face from myself to myself in the face of like, sit the fuck down. You're not done where you're at now. And trying to just not even coast. Like I was just full on throwing a fit. Like I'm just not there yet. And I find that we all do that. I've, I've been that same person in my extension business. Why I just want extension only clients. 
And so I'm not doing anything though to get me there. Or I just want to not work weekends. I just, we have all these things that we want to do, but we just don't do them because of all of the hard things in between. Right. Or in my case, I, I just wasn't doing the personal things, the hard personal things that I needed to do to get past this barrier that I had created for myself or the capacity I had hit my capacity for where I was at. So it was time to start diving into how do I get to this next level? What hard thing in my personal life, what hard thing do I need to self-reflect on now to, so that I can move on and my business can move on? Yeah. And I think you understand this, but maybe, I mean, I mean, I think most people understand this, but don't give credit to it enough too, is that like the actual goal is not is not the rewarding part. So like you becoming this, uh, like you owning, you know, this drink company and really like running this and this being such a massive, um, you know, it will be this massive thing, this massive business, this incredibly successful business you and your sister will have. That's not even the reward. Like the reward is the time in between now and then the people you'll meet between now and then, you know, the, um, mistakes you'll make between now and then and I think that's why people get like you were saying earlier about like I just don't feel like I can post on social media like when girls say that to you or whatever I I'm nervous I'm scared it's like yeah bud that's the rewarding part is like is like being scared trying it out doing it and just being like oh I'm so glad I did that okay now I can do it again it's like like the actually having a successful business yes that is rewarding but like all the experiences that you get in doing the hard things that come along with having a successful business is where the real happiness and joy is yes you're you're you realize that you chase the journey you chase the hard part I have said to like my siblings you know, before I'm like, I, part of me wishes like I was back in that, like, not necessarily hustle phase, but kind of where it was like, I was so hungry Mm -hmm. for that next, like, I'm like chasing. It's like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And then you do, you find that comfortability and it, it can kill you if you let it, right? Like if, if you stop moving forward, you're dying you know, and so in your business and whatever, like there's so many analogies for that, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's so, it's all like, I do feel like it's the same conversation, but I think it's such an important conversation that it sounds so simple. Right. And Hannah, it starts, like you were saying, like, it starts with one story post. It starts with one hard post like we're looking at it like well I'm not at a hundred thousand followers yet but like what are you doing to serve the 200 followers you have now or the 2,000 followers you have now you know so it's like what's one thing I can do to right now that's small to get me closer to that big big thing and we focus so hard on the end goal that we lose sight that the growth and the change and the the best part is the journey. And then what, because once you hit that peak, you're going to find yourself changing something up or wanting to be on that journey again. 
Yeah, it's a cycle. It's, it's a cycle. It is. It's like a growth cycle, right? Yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. And then we have to start over doing something uncomfortable or new again. Um, speaking of, I'm going to wrap this up if you're okay with that, because this is exciting. I have a consultation in 20 minutes with a, someone I'm trying to see if her and I are a good fit because I I'm looking to hire someone to guide me in a very specific way Mm -hmm. as a professional. And this woman is an etiquette, public speaking and coaching coach. So yeah. So her specialty is um, like public speaking and, and having and like hard focus on etiquette just in business and life, um, all kinds of different specific ways. So anyways, I have a consultation with her today, um, to see if she can help me along in, in, uh, the kind of next phase of what I'm doing. So I'm super excited. I think that's, what's fun too, is like, having fresh eyes or being new at something again, that makes me like excited about stuff when I'm not an expert at it quite yet. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes, I do. I'm excited to work with someone who can help me grow into more of an expert, but like, I'm also excited to be like a little baby, like pre-expert too. (laughs) I... I completely agree. And I love that. I love that so much because it's like you've spent years being an expert in something and yeah, that's great. But then you're ready for a new phase. So I'm so excited to hear how this goes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Her name is Dinah. I'm ex- I was like, I just feel like that sounds like a fancy name anyways. So yeah. Go Dinah. Um, yeah. So, and I think it's cool just to like reach out to, I mean, just different people outside of um, outside of whatever field you're into to get help or guidance or mm. um, like help you grow. Even if you're not looking into being like going off and doing something completely different, it's like go off and find someone completely different outside of hair or extensions or whatever you're doing because – I think those are the people that help me the most because it's like, they're almost just like not bought into like the bullshit that's in my head. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. That's why my business coach has nothing to do with hair. You know, that was important to me, but I think there was their time and place, right? Like I, there was a time I needed, I needed people who were immersed in the hair world to build my hair business. But then it was like, once that was done, And then once it was like, okay, what else is out there? If I can do that, what else can I do? Then it's time for me to, you know, at least that was what my experience with it was. Yeah. Because our business, yes, exactly. Our businesses are us. They're not just like single faceted things. It's not just like hair extensions. It's like, no, your business is your mindset around money, the way you carry yourself, your own personal confidence, like you know, who you show up as, like the environment that you do your work in. Like it's so many different things. So many. Um, wow. This was a really great talk. I agree. 
we you guys usually we call each other beforehand and we're like what do you want to talk about today and hannah texts she's like phone call before or just like run it and i was like let's just run it like let's just see how it goes so this was our first time just coming in blind and i thought that was fun i do too i think it's better with like out context beforehand because we're just it's just very natural conversation we did talk for like 20 minutes just about the hopper but I know that's okay you can skip through it hopefully if they got bored with that they skip through it um but I also think a lot of times our phone call conversations before we start the podcast are actually like so valuable and so maybe if we start it this way we it will kind of create just a little bit of a different you know what I mean? Because I feel like sometimes we get on the pod after we've already talked about all the, like, we've said a lot of the golden nuggets in those conversations. Yeah. And then it probably feels a little more scripted or something, too. So I I agree. I agree. Well, okay. Have so much fun on your call. And then uh, text me a picture of you in your blazer with an update on the call, how it went. I would love to know all the things. Got it. Got it. And got it. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so much. We love you guys. And we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.